Massive show today. We're talking about the Washington Post losing 100 jobs and Twitter apparently is full of child porn. Did Elon Musk know about this? Stay tuned because you do not want to miss today's show. But the other thing you don't want to miss is the Great Reset Conference coming up September 16, 17, the Arizona Grand Resort. The email or the website is reset.tpusa.com. Make sure you go join myself, Charlie Kirk, Steve Bannon, and Dr. James Lindsay. We will unite to defeat the Great Reset. Go to tpusa.com slash reset. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is August 30th, 2022, Anno Domini. Tonight's headlines, the Washington Post. Oh, no, they're struggling. They might be cutting over 100 newsroom positions. We'll get into it. Next new poll is out. Majority believe that the new IRS agents will be deployed to target low and middle income Americans. It's probably because they are. Number three, how Twitter's child porn problem ruined its plans for an OnlyFans competitor. And finally, a new study shows that millennials are the poorest generation since the last generation. All this more ahead, Human Events Daily. I've had to remove every single social tie. I had severe PTSD from this. I, I contemplated suicide. It got really bad. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating. And terrifying. It's horrifying. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's overwhelming. It's really hard. Taylor Renz of the Washington Post. Taylor, pretty mad at me earlier this week because I was posting your little tweet about your $22 avocado toast coming in and not being being so good. She's very upset. It got smushed. I guess it got smushed when it came in her Postmates. And I'm so glad that we paid for college loans. Aren't we glad? glad? Folks, give yourselves, everyone in the audience, give yourselves a pat on the back. There you go. For paying Taylor Lorenz college loans. But Unfortunately for her and everybody else at the Washington Post, oh no, oh no, what is this? And we're seeing from Zero Hedge, the Post is not only on track to lose money in 2022 after years of profitability, it's been unable to boost the number of paying con- contributors back to the subscribers, back to the 3 million it had in 2020 as its business has, quote, stalled. The organization is on track to lose money in 2022 after years of profitability. According to people with knowledge of the company's finances, the Post now has fewer than 3 million paying digital subscribers that they had hailed internally near the end of 2020. According to several people, digital ad revenue generated by the Post fell to roughly 70 million during the first half of the year, about 15% lower than the first half of 2021. And so as such, CEO Fred Ryan, and of course, we know the owner of Jeff Bezos. Oh, no. Oh, no. They're floating the possibility that the paper may have to cut 100 positions. And some of the interesting backstory here is that this story, of course, is coming out in the New York Times with uh, we've got Zero Hedge writing up all the drama. So what's going on clearly is you've got people at the Washington Post that are going to their colleagues and in a sense, competitors, not really, though, because they're all on the same team at the New York Times and then leaking to them what their bosses are doing because they know the layoffs are a coming. Sorry, Daddy Jeffy doesn't care about you anymore. 
Daddy Jeff Bezos, let me just put it this way. Daddy Jeff Bezos is going to treat you the same way he treated his first wife. That's how he's going to treat the Washington Post. So to everybody else out there, I'm so sorry, but he's going to leave you for a younger, more attractive, curvier model. And he's going to be hanging out on his super yacht while you guys can go to the unemployment lane. So Taylor Lorenz, I'm sorry. Daddy Bezos, you could have done better. You should have listened, Taylor. You should have listened. What else did it say? Over 20 people with knowledge of the Washington Post business operations spoke to the New York Times, most of whom, quote, do so only on the condition of anonymity to protect their relationship inside the organization. With the exception, the New York Times notes that with the exception of themselves and the Wall Street Journal, many news outlets have suffered declining readership since President Trump left office. No, 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 no. See, here's the problem. Because I'll tell you one thing right now. Post-millennial, human events, real America's voice, everyone across conservative media doing great, doing absolutely one of just the news. Fantastic Bongino report, revolver.news. We're experiencing unprecedented growth. Because here's the problem. You guys kept saying that you were going to get Trump and you were going to make this your business model. You did make it your business model. Get Trump, get Trump, get Trump. The orange whale. But then when he's not there, you have to find a way to bring him back. That's what all these investigations are about. That's what all of this stuff is. I keep saying this. It's a reality show that they've created for clicks, subscribers, and revenue. If you go read that op-ed, I was talking to John Solomon about this. If you go read that op-ed the New York Times wrote yesterday, talking about uh, how why we need to indict Trump, it's like reading something from an alternate dimension. They are gaslighting you worse than Jeff Bezos gaslighted his first wife. That's how bad it's gotten here. They're telling you that everything's wrong. If you, imagine actually be a subscriber and reading this stuff. They're going crazier and crazier because they're chasing an audience that is increasingly leaving them. And so what are they doing? They're trying to increase the sensationalism so that the yellow journalism can go further and further. I think that, you know, I would submit that we refer to this era as orange journalism. What do you think, guys? Orange journalism. Millions of Americans are waking up to a country they don't recognize. And while they recognize the struggle to raise their families and pay the bills, the media and corporations are telling them that they are what's wrong with the country. Thankfully, there are some companies that still believe in America and our Constitution. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone company. It's on the front lines, fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. That's why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on so many Americans, and thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same great nationwide coverage as the major carriers. Get the same great service, plus the knowledge that your money is supporting the values that made America great and will again. Go to patriotmobile.com slash POSO. Link is going to be in the description of this podcast. Use promo code POSO for free activation, and by the way, you'll get special discounts for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Rosa. By the way, NBC going hard against Patriot Mobile, and that's because you know what they're doing is so right. The IRS is coming, quote, to hunt down and kill middle-class taxpayers. People are hearing every day things like this. The IRS is coming, quote, to hunt down and kill middle class taxpayers.
taxpayers. Chuck Grassley saying AR-15s already loaded, ready to shoot small business owners in Iowa. I, I plead with my Republican friends. I still have some. Please call this hate speech out. Please. Yeah. Please. You have placed the target on IRS agents. You have on the backs of IRS agents. You have placed a target on the back of FBI agents. Won't someone please think of the poor federal agents, the poor, oppressed, underprivileged federal agents? Who will think of them, please? It, it sounds like Scarborough is actually weeping right there. And Mika would be weeping as well if her Botox allowed her to perform such an involuntary function. But of course, she can't. So here's the problem with that MSNBC and Mika. The new polls out and the post millennial has a story. The majority believe that new IRS agents will be deployed to target low and middle income Americas, DC's political opponents. 33% of likely voters said the purpose was to target them. This is conducted. So the polls conducted by Trafalgar Group for the Convention of, of uh, States Action conducted August 19th through August 23rd. They asked the question, President Biden just signed legislation allowing IRS, the IRS to hire 87,000 new employees. How do you believe? Overall, 33% of likely voters said the purpose was to audit middle-class Americans and small businesses. 31.6% said the purpose was to audit wealthy Americans. And then there's some others that says it's not sure. Split by political party. Look at this. This is what's interesting to me. 49% of Democrats think the new hires will target wealthy and large Americans and corporations. But a majority of Republicans, 50.6% says this is going to target middle income Americans and small business owners. Independents were split, but 30.6% saying that new agents would audit middle class Americans and small businesses, while 30.9% said the new agents would target wealthy Americans. Now, I'll tell you something right now. I think you're all wrong. I think all of you are wrong in this poll. Because, of course, we're asking who they're going to target. I'll tell you exactly who they're going to target because we talked about it here last week. They're going to target conservatives. They're going to target you. Understand, this is now the operations arm of the preemptive coup. We're seeing the preemptive coup against President Trump for 2024. It's being run out of Washington, D.C., out of Maine Justice. Merrick Garland's behind it. But as John Solomon has said, yes, the FBI and the White House were the trigger men. The FBI was the trigger men, but the White House triggered it. Send us your tips, by the way, liberty at tpusa.com. You can get in on this. We're pushing up the email more, so shoot us more emails, liberty at tpusa.com. By the way, I do respond to them. If you send, you know, send me something serious, I'll respond. But look, a lowest learner lackey has already been appointed as the centralized head of the IRS here. Gabe Hoffman had the story. We reported it post-millennial. We're blowing it up here. Understand, they're running the exact same play they did in the mid-2000s. If they can't get you at the ballot box, if they can't get you in the jury box, they're going to get you in your IRS box. They're going to get you at the tax office. That's where it's going to come down to. They are going to come after you. If your name is associated with President Trump, if you're associated with this movement, if you're associated with MAGA, if you're associated with any of these, you guess what? You are going to be audited and you're going to be first in line. Who do you think these 87,000 are for? 
go find me, find me any, you know, where's the Jeffrey Epstein audits back when Jeffrey Epstein was running around? You know, they still don't even know how this guy actually made his money. It's kind of ridiculous. No clue. Not to mention the client list and everything else. Just go follow the money. You can't follow it. It's an entire black box this guy had set up. And yet all of these people were putting all their money with Jeffrey Epstein. If we had a serious IRS, you'd think that maybe we could you know, pay attention to something like that. The SEC, no, 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 no. They're hiring these people, mark my words, to go after you. And they're putting a lowest learner lackey in charge of all of them. So they say the three-week rule may be the best financial advice ever. Well, what's the three-week rule, Poso? Wait three weeks to buy that new car. Wait three weeks to refi your home mortgage. Or wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Why three weeks? That's how fast the average ScoreMaster user takes to boost his or her credit score, an average of 61 points. And listen, 61 points added to your credit score can save you tens of thousands on everything we finance. ScoreMaster technology was developed by credit data scientists to boost your credit score higher and faster than you thought possible. ScoreMaster is so easy. It takes about a minute to get started, and you don't have to wait months and months for your best credit score. How many points can you add to your credit score? Well, be sure to visit scoremaster.com slash POSO for the special seven-day trial that I got for you. That's scoremaster.com slash POSO. Again, scoremaster.com slash POSO. Link in the description. The more people that have access to the main switches, that's a very risky situation. Yes, uh, absolutely. I'm talking in generalities, just large tech companies need to know what the risks are, and then they also need to have an appetite to go fix it. There will be suspicions of the timing of this. Are you guys carrying water for Elon Musk? Absolutely not. We've been following the news just like everyone else, uh, but that has nothing to do with his decisions or with the content of, uh, of what was sent in to U.S. law enforcement agencies. Mudge hasn't been talking to Musk in the background or anything like not that. Not at all. I suspect that uh, Twitter might try to paint it like this, that Mudge got fired and he's trying to retaliate against the company. Absolutely not. This is not any kind of personal issue for him. Your whole perception of the world is made from what you are seeing, reading, and consuming online. And if you don't have an understanding of what's real, what's not, yeah, I think this is pretty scary. So we have the Twitter whistleblower, the hacker, former hacker Mudge came out last week. And Elon Musk is now filing new uh, new motions in his lawsuit regarding the revelations from Mudge on this. But there's been new internal documents and more whistleblowers and leakers within Twitter, and they've leaked it to Verge.com, The Verge. The fact that Twitter needs a massive investment to remove illegal content, but the executives hadn't listened. What type of illegal content were you talking about? It's child pornography. Of course, of course, it's child pornography. Listen to this. In the spring of 2022, Twitter considered making a radical change to its platform. After years of quietly allowing adult service content on uh, Twitter, the company would monetize it. The proposal give adult content creators the ability to begin selling OnlyFans-style paid subscriptions with Twitter keeping a share of the revenue. So Twitter wanted to compete with OnlyFans. By the way, this is true. If you're on Twitter and you type in something that has the wrong keyword, or if you type in a city name or something like that, and you go run a search, you will find that adult pornography is allowed all across Twitter. And Jack Dorsey mentioned this when he was on Joe Rogan. He said specifically, we allow pornography on Twitter. It's a decision we made early on on the platform. It's still there. And that's when he was still CEO. However, here's the problem. 
Some executives thought they could, okay, they wanted to go in, they wanted to get adult content monetization. They essentially wanted a new type of revenue for Twitter by getting it on the OnlyFans action. But before the final go-ahead to launch, Twitter convened 84 employees to form what it called a red team. So a red team is when you're challenging it, right? Pressure test the decision to allow adult creators to monetize, see what happened. But they, what they discovered derailed the project. Twitter could not safely allow adult creators, love what they call it, adult creators, choreographers, to sell subscriptions because the company was not and is still not effectively policing harmful content on the platform. What does this mean? They couldn't do it because there's too much child porn across Twitter. That's what it means. It means there was child porn everywhere they looked on Twitter when they started typing in these keywords. Here's from the report. Twitter cannot accurately detect child sexual exploitation and non-consensual nudity at scale. The company lacked the tools to verify that creators and consumers of adult content were of legal age. As a result, weeks after Elon Musk agreed to purchase the company. By the way, Elon, did, you, did Twitter reveal to you that the company they were selling to you was chock full of child porn? They were trying to sell Elon Musk kitty porn. That's what they were doing. If Twitter couldn't consistently remove child sexual exploitative content on the platform today, how would it even go and monetize adult content? This is completely insane. It's complete. And, and the story goes on hundreds and hundreds of images and videos they could not find. They couldn't find it when it was consensual. They couldn't find when it was children. They couldn't find any of this. Now, I'm sorry, if you're running an online service where the goal is that people are uploading to it every day, they're posting text, they're posting images, they're posting videos, wouldn't that be the very first thing you design a safety team to go after? But no, they don't care about that. They care when you want to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop, which, by the way, includes stuff of a very similar nature. But they're not interested in the child porn on Twitter. They're not doing anything about the child porn on Twitter. In fact, we just found out, according to The Verge, they almost monetized the child porn on Twitter. They've done nothing about it. This company's been around for almost 20 years. Why is that? You know, Senator Sanders, it's not just Democrats. I mean, Republicans who have criticized this program. Several of your Democratic colleagues who are up for re-election this year have criticized it as well. Michael Bennett said President Biden should have included a plan to pay for it. Catherine Cortez Mastro, she says it doesn't address the root cause of college affordability. And to your point, Tim Ryan, who's running for Senate in Ohio, said it's unfair to those with student loans, who, without student loans, who are struggling to make ends meet, working people. Well, the truth is, uh, in a sense, that criticism is correct. But the answer is not to deny help to people who cannot deal with these horrendous student debts who are delaying getting married, delaying uh, even having children. The answer is that maybe, just maybe, we want to have a government that works for all working people and not just the people on top. You know, it sounds like something Bernie's got a little, a little something up with his voice there. Do you hear that? No, maybe it's the audio. I've I talked to the producers about that one. It seems like his voice sounded a little different. I don't know. New studies out. Millennials have been getting poorer since the last recession, while all other age groups have become wealthier by up to 60%. This is from Daily Mail. A National Bureau of Economic Research report found that millennials' average wealth was lower than any other generation in 2016. The key event was the 2007 Great Recession, 
which saw millennials entering the workforce with large student debt and fewer opportunities. While the Great Reset took a hit on the wealth of all age groups, every generation except for millennials was able to bounce back. Millennials are seeing a longer wealth accumulation path as they graduate, marry, buy houses, and receive inheritances at only ages. And understand, all right, this is what's going on. This is a result of governments and central banks running policy to coddle older generations for three decades or more at the expense of future generations. We keep doing this. We put the debt on the backs of our children. The Federal Reserve and administrations have been using stock prices and home prices as metrics and bubbles that must keep inflating and inflating and inflating and ever rising. Stocks always go up. Home prices always have to go up. Look, but here's the problem. Stocks and homes are disproportionately owned by older generations. And so that when later generations try to buy in, what's happening? They're overpaying and they have little upside. So they're overpaying when they get it. They're not generating the wealth they could be generating. And then they're still servicing this debt that they all took on during the Great Recession. I remember I had friends that did this. They were like, hey, Poso, you know, don't worry about not being able, because we all graduated college around 2007, 2008. Um, 2006, give or take, while the job market didn't exist. And so they said, hey, Poso, just, uh, just, you know, just go back to more college, get some more of that, get some, go for your master's, go for your PhD. That's what so many people in my friend group, my peer group, that's what they were doing. And I said, yeah, I don't want to go get more in debt. I shouldn't have any debt, but I don't want to go do something that's going to put me in debt because I don't want to be in debt, period, the end. And then I said, I also don't really feel like going to school anymore. So I did what all the sensible people do. I moved to China for two years and then I joined the military. That's how I dealt with the Great Recession. <laughs> learned, learned, learned Mandarin and then went to the military to go apply it. But that's not what most millennials did. Most millennials went back to school, got their advanced degree, and then still wound up running you know, the coffee bar at Starbucks while having this, you know, philosophy degree in middle ages, uh, you know, fantasy poetry or something. Look, the problem with this is they've done this by design. And that's all the time we have here tonight. Human events daily. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends. And then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, the email, liberty at tpusa.com. What do we talk about today? The Washington Post, struggling, struggling, might have to cut up to 100 news positions next. New majority believes that IRS agents will be deployed to target low and middle income Americans. Third. Twitter's child porn problem has ruined its plans for an OnlyFans competitor, and they don't seem to have even any way to deal with the child porn all over Twitter. And finally, new study, federal study, millennials are the poorest generation since the Great Recession. Understand, this is being done by design. They're using this to push into the Great Reset. Well, let's talk about something else that was done by design. It was one year ago today, and this is today's history break. One year ago today, America ended its longer, longest ever war, the occupation of Afghanistan, as the last military evacuation plane flew out of Kabul. I know it's been a full year since we've seen these images, but it feels like it was just yesterday. To see the United States reduced to such a state 
and then to hear these same stories or go watch, you know, whatever the new Chris Pratt video is out on, on Netflix or, or Amazon. And he's, oh, we're going to go fight over in Syria. We're going to go find the Iranian guy. It's, are we still doing this, folks? Are we really still pretending like that's the biggest problem to our country? All of these problems of the world are on our shoulders for some reason? No. And the imperial overreach. That's the lesson of Kabul. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.